we're talking to Matt and to Dara. Uh, we we were talking to the two of them there before the the Gardaí came. So and Matt was explaining about the the I suppose the history of the of the, uh, the building, the stables, and its connection with the church across the road. Dara, what what do you do here? We <laughs> record and make music here to the best of our ability. Um, yeah, we uh, we had our inaugural kind of act in there on was it what day was it Thursday? Thursday, yeah. Um, so that was that was good to get the ball rolling here. Actually, uh, it was because I'd been working here a lot with my cousin Evan and my other cousin Martine, who's here with us today, and. Uh, you know, because it's such low pressure and low effort, not low effort, sorry, low pressure that uh, it's kind of, it's a very laid back atmosphere. So like, I guess, um, I guess going forward, it's nice, it'd be yeah. nice to kind of keep that going, you know, yeah. just. And it's conducive to nice yeah, music. Absolutely. I, I think so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did you have much to do now with this? Yeah. The building here in order, I presume it was just for walls when you came in it, it was an incredibly horrible uh <laughs> space with way too much echo and reverb and it was just horrendous but yeah. we knew we'd make it sound as like as good as it could possibly sound and we've got there now it took a few bob and so, uh, <laughs> treatment so how i mean you, you obviously aren't doing this for purely for the fun of it no no this is a business yes absolutely right? yeah. yeah so uh Mickey Joe is listening to us out there and, and wondering. Yeah. Uh, a recording studio? Mm. Uh, we don't have anything like that in East Clare, we don't. I I don't think so. I think I think there may be some people. This have is Dad now. This is oh yeah, this is this is the old fella. Um, there may uh, there may be people who have their own <coughs> little studio set up at home to do stuff because, yeah. I mean. In the past, um, well, like when we had a studio in Tulla, this is this is the second, this is Tulla Studio Mark II for me. Um, back in the nine, back in the late eighties, um, Pat Telty and Marilyn um, Telty, um, who I think Pat does a program on Scarlet. Pat does a program called Team Time Radio Hour every Sunday evening at seven o'clock. Yeah. yeah, well, Pat and Marilyn um, uh, kindly. Um, gave us a space, um, well, Pat was involved and so was a guy called Kevin Cleary, that we set up this little business called Ice Nine Studios. And uh, I think this Pat came up with that name. But I, Ice Nine? Ice Nine, yeah. It's, it's, it's a book, I think. Cold place. Yeah, it's a book by a guy called Kurt Vonnegut Jr., I think, right? Yeah. Something to do with someone released something, um, like someone released some kind of a virus and the whole world froze to minus nine degrees or I something. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I didn't read the book. <laughs> but that's what I was explaining it was. So we had this Ice Nine studios out in Pat Talty's house in, in, in Kiltannan when he lived yes. over in Kiltannan. And the plan that time was to have uh, a commercial studio for making radio programs and ads and adverts and stuff like that for, for radio. Uh, for the local radios that were just coming on stream at that time, Claire FM and etc. They were all coming online at that time in 89. And uh, so so uh, we set up that and we re we had a certain amount of success with that. But then a lot of radios, of course, because they were so uh, local, they were generating all their own programming and stuff. So, so it was a small enough space. So I decided that the only way forward was to actually open a bigger studio um, in Ennis. And then uh, my father-in-law, Frank Flaherty, he got involved at the time and he, he, he was a he, he he was made into into music as well, so he got involved along with Pat and myself, and we opened a bigger studio in Ennis called Harmony Row. Yeah. 
and we over about a 10 year period we recorded oh, hundreds of albums I suppose in there you know uh, and then all of a sudden the whole landscape changed for studios the equipment became much cheaper um, the ability to make yourself sound good became almost in, instamatic <laughs> with with some of the plugins, as they're called, some of the software. Um, so, uh, could, could, could you explain that? To all right, to okay. Um, let's you know in, in the equipment, the equipment at that time that 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 you would have to buy to make someone's voice sound extremely acceptable and nice and warm and sweet and stuff like that. First and foremost, you needed a, probably a microphone that was worth about four thousand for the microphone. You needed a mixing desk with with special preamps that could be. You need at least the preamps alone for one microphone. You'd be maybe two and a half grand for a Neve pre, as it was called at the time. Um, and then you needed all kinds of reverb units, and you needed EQ. What are they? Are the things that make you sound like you're in a big space yeah, sometimes, church, the, the churchy sound or any of that yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So it was incredibly expensive. Yeah. So all of a sudden, companies um, started making little boxes with all these little things that are now were electronics, or they were, sorry, they were, they were software generated rather than actually a box that had a bunch of electronics inside. It was now all just on a written in code in software. Yeah, it's all programmed. Like all programmed, yeah. So, so effectively, it was much, much easier to reach a point where you could actually make yourself sound good and record and get rid of the background noises and clean things up and the whole lot. So it, it put a lot of the smaller, medium-sized studios, they, they kind of went out of the game at the time. But in the last few years, um, there's been a kind of a trend back to people maybe doing some recording at home and then coming into a space where they can kind of feel more comfortable, where they can just concentrate on their playing rather than have to be worrying about the technical side of it. Um, I'm going to interrupt you there because do there's a point that um, uh, I've often thought about. I'm listening to a John McCormick record, do you know, and uh, part of the, you know, the great, the uh, romance of listening to McCormack is the scratchy. Yeah, it, it's absolutely. It, it, it recognizable uh, instantly. Are you saying from uh, the cleaning aspect you mentioned just earlier there, are you saying that you can produce a clean version of John McCormack singing whatever? Oh, it's been, it's, it's pretty it much go. there now, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And could, 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 could you do that here in, in the we studio? We could, yeah, we have, we have Give the plug yeah, yeah. Just restore it like... He'd have a go at it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what, how, how do you, can you explain in a layman's language oh, um, how that's done? Because we, Jim and myself are great lovers of John McCormack. We don't want you to reveal any secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd all be at it at um, home. <laughs> They'd all be at it. Yeah. Um, there's a highly specialised piece of code that I wrote <laughs> myself <laughs> that I didn't pay a penny for yes. that uh, we can run it through and uh, kind of assess. It, it'll take kind of samples. It'll, it'll, ta- it'll kind of record those little cracks. You can tell it to look for those little those yeah. kind of sounds and yeah. the, the hum and, the and all that yeah. and uh, you can isolate that and try your best to eradicate it as much as possible like now with that it's it's hard to get it as pristine and as perfect because there's there's things called artifacts there, information information gets lost yes so I know I'm talking very technical yeah. but um, well, we asked you a technical yeah <laughs> 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 but um, so information gets lost and as a result it kind of it, it does sort of lower the quality a little bit yeah and like I suppose not to be pretentious but like being a bit of a purist like myself 
I mean, I love listening to like really scratchy recordings scratchy. from the day. I love it. Like, I mean, it's just, I mean, people pay money to sound like that now. They do. <laughs> they actually <Yeah>. do. Like, <laughs> I, I paid money for a thing that'll make me sound like that, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it is very, it's an aesthetic now and, you know, people just want to do it. And but I uh, suppose the, the, yeah. the, it goes back to the, the basics of recording again. Like the, the most important piece of equipment that, that, that you start out with in the studio is, is the musician or, yeah. or the voice. And that's followed in by the microphone that they sing into and the quality that you get onto tape and a lot of the stuff that McCormick would have recorded it was kind of reverse engineering in that he was pretty much shouting into a horn yeah. yes yeah. you know yes. so the so the and then it was being played back through that horn you know yes. yeah. so so effectively you know the quality the, the tonal quality that was recorded wouldn't have been that great okay even so if you were to hear it the first so day. that's the John McCormick uh, uh, one uh, answered what about um what is it I was going to ask you um but I'm trying to think of it, Jim. Have you yeah. a question? No, yeah, I was just wondering, we'll say, what do you, I mean, I see the the work you've done here in terms of the sound we can hear, the listeners can hear it. I mean, it's a, it's a there's no echo, the, <laughs> there's nothing inside, even though there are concrete walls here. Uh, what kind of, we'll say, are you aiming at here? Are you talking about Irish music? Are you talking about rock music? Are you talking about solo singers, groups, or maybe all of the above? I think most things, to be honest. I think, like, not to completely eradicate an entire genre, but um, may, may, maybe, like, you know, rock and metal. Like, I mean, I mean, I love that stuff myself. I love everything. But, like, uh, yeah, I think I think the neighbours wouldn't like a drum kit going yeah. <laughs> uh, for the entire day. What, what do you think, like? Well, I think, yeah, I, I think... Um, you, you know, you have to be respectful you, you have of to be, the yeah, space yeah, you have to, at the same yeah. time. But I, I suppose, I suppose um, it would, you know, you definitely wouldn't rule out, rule out anything. It's just, I no. suppose, it's a case of, it's a case of the space here, uh, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, for, for 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 very very loud forms of music, you need isolations, a lot of isolation boots. You know, everyone yeah, oh yeah, you space yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. You need drum boots, and like because the space here, it is a nice space. It's big enough to put a Kelly band into, but it's it it wouldn't be big enough to have a full drum kit going and bass amps and all kinds of things yeah. going at the same time. So you'd have to kind of track. You yes. know, you yes, have to exactly. layer and layer and layer and layer all the time. So um, it may not be the the idealist of places for a large band with an awful lot of equipment. Mm, okay. um, but, uh, you know, from the point of view of people who come in in duets or trios or quartets um, in any form of music, um, as I said, Kelly Band will sit around here and play very comfortably because bands like to play off each other and they like the energy yeah. that each other generate. So okay. they like to be able to see and hear each other. Could I, could I uh, now give you an opportunity yes. to uh, sell the studio to listeners out there, young lads or young girls who are interested in putting their group together and, uh, you know, getting a, a, a I know, record. Yeah. You know what I'm after? I know, yeah. I love what, those kind of questions. That's the kind of question you'd ask Timmy Dooley when you were running for election. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be well able to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, uh, like, I, I suppose that has always been not one of my great strong points in trying to sell something. But what we what is to offer is there's a space here in the heart of East Clare mm. where where you can come in and you can feel comfortable and you'll be made feel comfortable and you can sit down and you can perform um, in a space that's that actually where your instrument will sound good. Yeah. Um, where um, you'll be able to, 
if you have stuff well prepared, you'll be able to sit down and get it done very quickly. Um, if you want to work through stuff, um, th like the people that are here um, have a lot of experience in the music game. Um, Dara is a very good producer um, outside of being an engineer, so he has a great ear and understanding as to how what will work, what won't work. Maybe you should try this, maybe you should try that, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, and I am I am listening to music, my God, for far too you long. Are. But it's going to cost me a fortune to come. It's in an here, absolute right? fortune, John. Um, yeah. I mean, like it's just like you'd 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 have you'd have you'd have a good Chinese takeaway for what you'd spend here now for for a few hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So can you you offer a package? Yeah, you can. I mean, it's yeah. it's off. It's, you kind of offer it kind of on the basis of you know you can do a deal for a day or a week yes. or, or if you just want to in for a couple of hours, yeah. you know. And now you is it is it too embarrassing to ask? No, it's the question not. What it's it's cost not. I mean, day. I'll be honest with you. We have you know just the one thing we haven't actually really sat down and figured out. Yeah. Um, but I suppose. Um, you know, if you wanted to come in just for a couple of hours and whatever, kind of a short period of time, you'd be looking at about forty euro an hour. But if you come in, then what would I get for that? By the way, yeah, what would you get for that? Well, you can whatever you've prepared, wh whatever you've prepared, whatever you have recorded, it you can have it on a CD or you can have it um, put online. You can have whatever you want. You know, so it's whatever you achieve in that period of time. Okay. Um, but you know, I suppose then there's the mixing process that has to happen after the recording process. But um, I had a guy ask me one time many years ago in Harmony Row. He said, "I, I want to do an album. He's what will it cost me?" And I said, "At the time, I mean, it's funny. Prices have come down. It was thirty-five pounds an hour back then in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was thirty-five quid an hour. And he said to me, um, he was a guy from Loud, and he said to me, he said the CD is only forty minutes. He said, but I'll take the full hour. <laughs> <laughs> and by God, did he? He came in and he just played it off. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, it's an ideal thing then maybe for, for young people as yeah, well yeah, who yeah. who are maybe just starting out absolutely this, yeah uh, who want maybe who want to hear what they sound like yes and maybe as you say put it online and on top of that then if there's yep. any budding engineers sound engineers that want a place to do a bit themselves or whatever or sure. an engineer. There's, there's no onus on having to have me and Dara here yeah. doing it and if someone brings in their own engineer then the price will be less obviously yes. yeah you know yeah. so uh, because it means that we just set them up and they can work away you know yeah they just rent the space they just really, rent the space basically that, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Are you you're a musician yourself, Dara? I am. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am. I'm in a, a an indie folk band called Scott. No shameless plug. Scott. No, I, I've heard of this of okay. that folk uh, of that folk group. Okay. It's a small group. Yes. You it, it, yeah. It, but I said I have got to ask this this guy this morning. Okay. In the name of heavens. Yeah. What's the origin of the title? Okay. So basically. Um, <laughs> Uh, a long time ago, I wrote a piece of music um, about a particular instance, and I, you know, I, I put it plainly, uh, had a crush on someone, and uh, I yeah. came across this old Irish word uh, called Scott, or like Scott, you know. Scott, Joyce. Scott. And uh, oh. it, I think initially it, it meant like blossom or something, blossom or flower or beauty or something one, along along those lines. And I just thought, oh, that's a lovely word. Like, and this this is going a, this is going back a while. Now. Yeah. And uh, so myself and Evan then years later got together, and um, Evan just came to me and he said, "Sorry, Evan, my cousin, he's also in the band." He said, "Do you want to record a song?" And I said, yeah, sure, why not, you know? Because, I mean, like, Evan's, like, my little brother, you know? Um, 
we we get on great and everything and like music is so like symbiotic between us and yeah so he came to me and was like you know let's let's just record this song for the laugh really initially and uh so we did that and i was still in college at the time and it was like kind of my first time really like delving into like making someone else sound like really really good because at the time it was his song he wrote the song and like i ended up co-writing it but initially it was you know it was his so uh then we brought that out and we decided oh we need a name so we were we spent like an hour or two just like going through names we were going through books like just like looking at oh what do you think of Eleusinian mysteries I don't know anything that we could <laughs> come across and then I just said scoff and he was like god I love that um so disclaimer it may have originated from Irish but unfortunately <laughs> it, uh, it 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 actually means nothing no. if I'm being perfectly honest <laughs> it means nothing because we have it's a, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like Seinfeld. We're a band about nothing. No, um, no. So where will, it, where will they, uh, the where, where will we go to hear you? We're actually playing in uh, Kenny's Pub up in La Hinch on Tuesday, the third. Uh, we're opening. Well, not op- We're playing along. It's a free gig, and uh, it's for the Whitehorse sessions. And we're playing uh, just before uh, the Davies Brothers, a great band, and they're going to have a full band with them. So that's going to be great crack it's it's just going to be i don't know it's just going to be a really fun gig and yeah. uh it's our actually it's our first gig you know because uh, we started this whole thing really during covid so like we haven't been able to get out there and do stuff and uh, we brought out an ep and all that and we're recording an album but we've never actually well we've played together but never like live in front of people uh together so yeah. it's it's good to get that out of the way like yeah. and get uh, the ball rolling if uh, you know um somebody says is there Something unique about uh, this area we're in this morning, mm-hmm. Tulla. Yeah. Is it difficult to get into music if you're born and reared in Oh, God, no. <laughs> like, I mean, I was born in Ennis, like, I'm from Ennis, and, like, I just have such a, you know, I just have such a strong <laughs> link, I suppose, to East Clare in general, with, like, yeah. Dad being from Fecal and all his side of the family here, and, like, I have cousins in Tulla. And I, don't, I went to school here as well, uh, in secondary school. And uh, I don't know, I just like really like it out here. I just feel kind of, not to be cheesy, but I do feel at home out here, you know. Is the music in the air all the time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it? It's not even just music. It's like just creativity. There's art in the air. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not plumassing anyone here. Like, it's just, I do feel there is something special out here. Like, I mean, when you go out to, you know, Glandery and... All those kind of places. Scarif. Scarif, Scarif, of course. <laughs> Don't forget Scarif. <laughs> Don't forget Scarif. <laughs> Tom Graney. And, uh, but no, genuinely, like, it's when you go out to all those places, there's just something in the air there. It's just so, like, mystical and magical, you know? And yeah. uh, you just get a great sense of place. And, I mean, music is so, like, it's so, so important out here. And I just I just love that, you know? How could you not love that Yeah. as a musician? Any, or just it's as a human being. Make, it's not easy to make a living out of it. No, it's well, very hard. Um, out of any of the arts? Yeah, like, I mean, a lot of my best friends are artists, um, like fine artists. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is grant-based for yes. them. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, like a lot of my friends have applied for grants. Thankfully, one of my friends actually got one yesterday. So they are delighted. And um, yeah, it, it is tricky. I mean, like for, for music, it's very much about like get out, gig, like gig, 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 like make your money doing it that way, I think is, I think most people would agree with that. Like, I mean, because, you know, to record an album, I mean, I'm lucky I've trained in this and I've, you know, I know how to get things to sound 
fairly okay um that i can i can just do it myself you know yeah, and that, yeah. that that was what was great with like myself and evan it was like we don't have to go into a studio and pay a fortune yeah. for someone to do something for us we can just do it ourselves mm. um still it's still um, i mean it's even even at kind of the the upper ends of this business it's still about people selling CDs after gigs and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah, you have to sell yeah, the, gear, the gear, is it? Yeah, yeah just yeah. selling the... I mean, the simple thing, I mean, you know, like we used to, many years ago when I was touring, like, the the, uh, the CDs were... The, w w was the money that paid for the petrol and paid for yeah. the food and paid for all that, you know. It, yeah. So, so like, everything had its place. And and, and um, a, a dead night, as we used to call it, if you were off for a night in the middle of a tour, it was costing all the time. Mm. It meant that all the hotels still had to be paid for everyone in the band yes, and, yes. and whatever like that. So it was a dead day and you were losing. So um, it was always a plan, no matter how long the tour was, to try to have a gig pretty much every night. Every night. Yeah. You know, so it is a quite a difficult game, you know. Yeah. So I had uh, I I was in Galway last night, okay, and uh, I was telling my friends about the music program uh, that we were going to be doing mm. on Tala in Tala yeah. morning, and they they were intrigued by it all. Okay, mm. they're lovers of the sound coming out of East Clare. Yeah. And I said, okay, now, I, I in the morning, I said. We'll dedicate at least one piece of music to the f six of you. The six of you were on the table, okay? So I'm going to seize this chance to send a message from the stables in Tala to uh, friends in Galway. No pressure. Um, <laughs> all right. Geraldine, Geraldine Feeney, her, her husband Jim, okay? Uh, Mick Ryan, okay? Um his wife Carmel Carmel and um not did I say Michael what yeah. the, the Carmel uh Pat Higgins and his wife Maura that's six that's six I've covered yeah. them all <laughs> so what are we going to actually well next up is uh my nephew uh Martin Torpy um so it comes from uh, an incredibly musical background too. He's the Lord of Mercy and his great dad, Mike, um, had a fierce interest in music and he was was a leader in running sessions in the bar when he had a bar here in Tulla. Yeah. He was loved the history of music. He adored having the likes of Martin Rochford and people like that come in to play in the bar. He He got it. You know, you don't always have to be a musician. For every musician, you need at, le at least 10 people that get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, you have nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and, and of course, then his mom is my sister, Kate, mm. um, who has um, managed to carve out. Uh, she's a troubadour. She's a dear friend of ours. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I tell you, fair play to her. I mean, it is not an easy thing to be a solo musician and to stick at it all your life. Yeah. And she's done that. And it's, it's, you know, and that's all she wants to do. And I suppose that's the problem with music is it's the bloody thing is in your blood. Like you can't do anything can't about it. it. You can't escape it, you know. So Martin is going to do, what are you going to do, Martin? I'm going to do a Bob Dylan song. Oh, good man. Oh, good. So this is the dedication to the <laughs> Galway friends. That's right. To sit and wonder why, babe If you don't know by now 
It ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe It'll never do somehow When the rooster crows at the break of the dawn Look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason I've been traveling on Don't think twice, it's alright It ain't no use in turning on your light, babe The light I never know It ain't no use in turning on your light, babe I'm on the dark side of the road Wish there was something you would do or say To try and make me change my mind and stay We never did so much talking anyway But don't think twice, it's alright It ain't no use in calling out my name now Like you never done before It ain't no use in calling out my name now I can't hear you anymore Thinking and wondering, walking way down the road Once loved a woman, child I'm told Gave her my heart, but she wanted my soul Don't think twice, it's all right So long, honey, babe Where I'm bound, I can't tell Goodbye's too good a word, babe So I'll just say fare thee well I'm not saying that you treated me unkind You could have done better, but I don't mind You just kind of wasted my precious time But don't think twice, it's all right Don't think twice, it's all right I was <coughs> very, very nice, man Um How would what would you describe uh, that music, Mo? Which we've sent to our friends in Galway, and yeah. I apologize to to Mike for messing up the name when I was trying to <laughs> uh, remember it. The, I mean, with would it be indie? Oh, I would. I'd say it's much more kind of fo- acoustic folk, folk revival. I think folk revival. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very kind of. 60s or super 60s yeah Laura Voice Panion of the, kind of job yeah, yeah generation you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and can we do, do you you play a bit yourself yeah obviously. yeah yeah do, do you play with your mom or not that much um, yeah. I mean not as much as maybe she'd like to um, kind of <laughs> maybe a little bit still the teenage son <laughs> somewhere <laughs> um, but yeah no I play I try to play around myself I'm in here with Dara recording my own music as well at, at the time and Just yeah, trying to as as you were saying earlier, trying to get up and started in music. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And how is it going for you so far? <laughs> yeah, it's it's going. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's not the easiest of times for us, um, but Which it never is. No, that's no. true. Yeah. But uh, but I suppose <laughs> over the last two years, particularly, it was yeah, well, I mean, yeah, difficult. Mm. But um, yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm hoping to use this space for is to kind of get in and get my own music, yeah, ready and have something to kind of show off that I can go right I play this sort of stuff and try to get gigs yeah. off of the back of it yeah 
Yeah. Well, we'll have you on Scarif Bay Community Brilliant. Radio anytime. <laughs> Brilliant. Anytime you're available. A lovely voice. Uh, lovely voice. Really nice. Yeah. Matt, will you introduce? Okay. It? Well, I suppose this is the first time I've ever gone to do this, and I don't know I'll ever do it again. This is my son Dara, um, half of Scott, um, because the other half is in Dublin working it. He's doing a gig there at the moment. So, Dara, what are you going to sing for us? Uh, I'm going to do a cover. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a cover of a song by uh, Sufjan Stevens. He's, uh, I think I speak for both myself and my bandmates uh, when I say he is our hero. So yeah, uh, just do a quick little cover of uh, Futile Devices. Dara Purcell there, um, one half of, I can't get the pronunciation Scott. right. Scott. 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 Yeah. <laughs> With, and the other half is your cousin. My cousin, Evan Flaherty. Lovely. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Okay. Anyway, just to, to remind everybody, we're here in uh, the stables in Tulla. Uh, we're um, with Matt Purcell and his son, Dara. And it's the official opening of the studios here in Tulla uh, that Matt and Dara are running. 